All right, welcome everybody to Real Brothers Live, Real Brothers for the Real World, and welcome to our digital neighborhood. I'm yeah, TL, yeah. and that's my man Stace. What's and, up, y'all? Uh, hey, Stace, go ahead and uh, give us the topics for the week, Black, and let's see what we got. All right, so while I run down the topics tonight, don't forget to share the link in the, in the group okay, chat. Okay, yeah, and, right. and by the way, let me uh, also let you know that we got a, a special guest on tonight. Special guest. Uh, right. right. The jolly, who, special guest. The jolly, the jolly good ginger. He's an internet. He's a guy that uh, has a lot of following on the internet uh, because of his views. And, uh, you know, we want to welcome the brother to the show when he gets on and give him some love. Right, right. And with, with jolly good ginger, we're going to be discussing CRT which is critical race theory has been in the news, uh, in the news a lot lately um, because um, we'll, we'll dig into a little further, but it's, it's getting a lot of play. So we want to talk to him, uh, see what he thinks, uh, get his, his, his feedback on. It looks like this is him coming on. Uh, last three topics we're going to uh, discuss is domestic terrorism and the government. Looks like he's there, Nike. Uh, disciplining step parents. And also we're going to be discussing why whitewash history so those are the topics and as we said y'all right now joining us is jolly good ginger what's ginger. up bro what's going on guys i appreciate you having me what's happening yeah, how you doing no doubt uh nothing to complain about i guess hey, Glad man, well, this, man. first thing i want to uh why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh i i you know i've been i've been checking out your video uh, your videos online and uh You've been kind of, kind of, uh, you know, blowing up with your, with your ideas and you know your views and everything. Yeah, yeah, so, I went. Uh, uh, I got, I guess, TikTok famous. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Last year, um, I mean, I've been talking uh, about race and social issues for for twenty years, right? Uh, and I was, you know, I've been doing it online since probably about 2010 when Facebook came along and it was mostly just, you know, debating with my, you know, family and friends that I know, but that's just kind of, it's always been something I talk passionately about. Well, last year, uh, I decided, uh, I was kind of tired of going back and forth with the same old talking points. You know how, um, I always say that the difference between a, a racist and a parrot one has a small mind and can't think for themselves and just repeats everything they hear. And the other one's a bird. And, uh, mm. you know, <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> and so they just say the same thing over and over and I get tired of debating them, you know? And, um, so I decided I was going to make these one minute videos on YouTube. And anytime that online, these people are spitting the same rhetoric, I would just copy and paste them. I go watch mm. that. Right. And TikTok, I just kind of, came to my attention because of the pandemic, you know what I mean? And uh, I was like, Hey, I'll test it out on this, this new app, TikTok. It's one minute videos anyway. And right. I put this video up and boom overnight. Uh, it's got like a, wow. uh, I think, I think overnight it was a little over a million views. And then uh, within wow. the first 24 hours, it was like 20 million views. And then, and then I got a hundred thousand subscribers on TikTok that I wasn't even planning on using. I was like, Oh, you know? And so, yeah. So then my kind of, uh, social media presence increased obviously i i actually got to nine hundred thousand subscribers before tiktok permanently banned my account uh which is a whole story by itself mm. but uh but i <laughs> use this, i use this they banned you, ban <laughs> they, they ban you because of the numbers or because of the content 
Uh, yeah, I, I would get content uh, content violations a lot. Not that I was actually violating any community guidelines. It's just mass reporting by you know troll trumpers and conservatives and people who you know got their feelings hurt essentially. Okay. Okay. All right. So, no, now, I, so, so I have a question for you. Yeah. I, I watched the video when you interviewed the two doctors. Uh, it was a link that Terry sent to me earlier. Right. Um, and you talked a little bit about ba- about your background. Can you kind of go uh, let the folk know a little something about your background, but also what brought you to this? How did you get to this point? Because it yeah. sounds like when you were interviewing the doctors, you didn't start out here. So how did you make that transition from where you were to where you are. So I'll give you the kind of the Reader's Digest version, right? But, uh, you know, I was I was born in the mountains, uh, North Carolina, um, you know, Confederate flag in the front yard. Um, N-word was, that's casual language, you know, where I grew up. Uh, racism wow. was very prevalent and prominent. And, you know, you don't know it's racism, okay? You don't identify that as racism. That's just our way of life. Uh, the little mm. neck of the woods I grew up in, um, you know, would be considered a sundown town, which I wouldn't know that until later that that was a thing. I just thought that was oh, wow. how things were. Oh, sundown, like okay. uh, for yeah. people who don't not know uh, what a sundown town is, right? Uh, that's when we'll be uh, black folks was required to be wherever they're going to be before the sun By came sundown. down. Right? Yeah, yeah I mean, right. I seen. I mean, you, you, we seen people get chased out of town, you know, uh, you mm. know, and like. Guys dating girls or something, or dropping off. Like, no, you you know, get chased out of town, kind of stuff. But you know, right. you get so used to that as a child, that's normal, you know. Um, anyway, the what the unique part of my story, I guess, um, th- that you have to know that kind of sets everything else up. My dad and my mom divorced when I was three, and mm-hmm. um, you know, my mom remarried to a black guy, which is what's so mm. interesting about. It. And oh, okay. You know, um, my dad was already pretty racist. I mean, raised in the same area and taught the same ideas. But there's this trope, you know, and you, everybody's heard it, that black men are out to steal white women. And that's right. always been like, you know, right. the KKK used that in the birth of a, birth of a nation right. as right. the primary right. concept as to, you know, why we should be f- afraid of black men. And Coming so, right, exactly. And so whenever... <laughs> When my mom remarried to a black man, well, that's now what everybody on the mountain saying to my dad. She mm. left you for a black man. Now, they didn't say black mm. man. You understand. But right, um, that just emboldened his, and deepened his own racism and validated the stereotype that, you know, black men are out to get my women. So anyway, um, I, they went to court and the court actually granted custody to my to my dad, which is highly unusual wow. You know, in the 80s. Um, but my mom being remarried to a black man, court wasn't giving her custody. It just wasn't happening. So my dad got custody of me. And um, I didn't see my mom after that, right? So uh, my dad, I was he raised me and he, he instilled in me his own values. And those included, hey, um, you know, the marriage that your mom is in, that is um, un- that is ungodly, okay? That is... Um, wow. Not God doesn't God doesn't approve of that. Let me show you in the Bible where it says that. And Did he showed you that in the Bible. Correct. This is very common down south. So like you, you hear it. Well, so what, much. what passage in the Bible says that? Is that the one where there shouldn't be unequally yoked or something like that? 
Uh, they use uh, most common people in the South use the story of Moses marrying the Gentile lady as proof that God doesn't want you to marry outside your own race, um, which is a complete bastardization of that right, story. Right. Right. Uh, but sure. anyway, um, that's that's how he. I believed it because he told me, uh, and he said, you know, because God doesn't um, approve of their marriage, then their children are also bastards, right? Yeah. And so, um, you know. That was my belief. Well, come come ten come me being me being ten years old, my mom uh, took it to court to get visitation rights of me. Uh, now I was vehemently against this because I hated her. Right, right. I had you were poisoned. No, you were poisoned. A hundred thousand percent, you know. Right, and um, so went to court, and the judge did agree to let her have visitation rights of me, and that kind of. Was the the, the the catalyst to the whole thing because um, my, I made it my mission that if uh, she was going to have custody of me, that um, I was going to make it. I was going to make her hate me so much that she wouldn't. She wouldn't do it right. Like my whole thing was if I go if I go over there and make her hate me, she won't pick me up again, right? And so um, so that's what I did. Um, my very first visitation with her. I was very yeah. rude, very mean. Um, I called her children N words, called her <clears throat> the N word lover, or you know, all kinds of wow. stuff. Um, and so, so yeah, it just was. Uh, I'll take a side note. I don't know if y'all can hear that, but the music's popping in and out a little bit. Yeah, hey, yeah. I just loud. Okay. Uh, okay. Hey, um, yeah. but um, anyway, I, well, so, I was. I thought it was just me. I didn't. Now I guess it's not. So yeah, okay. yeah. No. no. So um, I know that. Fast forward, uh, you know, uh, to from when you was a child. So one of the things, racism is a learned behavior, correct? Correct. Absolutely. And and that's what you were saying that your dad had like. Yeah. So I was taught to be racist. Right. I was taught. And so when I met my mom, I was racist to her and her. But not I wasn't racist to her children. I hadn't met them yet on the first visitation. But two weeks later, she came back and picked me up, and I couldn't believe it. I said, like, oh, my God, I was so into her. I called her the N-word lover, called her children N-word. She won't come pick me up. She did. And right. that visitation, I met my, my brothers and sisters, and that okay. kind of was that turning point. Really? Um, I wanted I wanted to be mean to them, and I wanted to, you know, lash out at them. And I was obviously the oldest. Um, but I couldn't bring myself to do it. Wow. And so – they came out. They were all happy to see me because they had heard so many good things about me from their nice. mom, our mom. Uh, and so I just was polite to them. I wasn't nice, but I was polite. And then every two weeks I would go back and I got to know them right. and their friends. They live in an all black neighborhood. So all right. their friends are black. And now I was at this crossroads where right. do I believe what my dad's been telling me my whole mm -hmm. life mm -hmm. or what's right before front of my eyes? So critical thinking. Right. You, and you mentioned that in the podcast that uh, even talking about this theory, uh, that's what it boils down to. You know, being able to think critically and question yourself and your own beliefs. And that was the crossroads where you were. You were taught something and now you were being shown something else. So do you believe your lying eyes or do right. you kind of accept what you're being seen? So you you, you, you have to make a choice. You have to make you a know, choice, right? Do I disassociate from what I'm seeing and believe, right. um, uh, you know, what I was told, or, I, or do I just accept what's in front of my eyes? Right. And I, I chose the latter, obviously, and then that kind of turned into me exploring my own racial identity. But I was doing that alone because I didn't have the relationship with my mother to speak to her on it. 
uh, I didn't trust her. I mean, obviously, I was going from hating her to maybe not hating her. So anyway, I wasn't asking her opinion. Obviously, I'm not asking my dad's opinion. So I was kind of alone. And um, what I did just kind of looking for an answer was I found myself listening to a lot of uh, or watching a lot of videos and listening to a lot of speeches from the doctor, uh, the doctor, uh, Martin Luther King Jr., uh, uh, Malcolm X, that kind of stuff. And I would read, read their literature and reading it. It just all made sense. Like if you just go into it, like, let me just listen to what you got to say without a preconceived notion. um, You really, it's really startling. I'll tell you a story, and this is like people ask me all the time, what was that turning point? One of the biggest eye-opening holy shit moments for me, um, and, and, and it, does, it seems so small, but it was huge for me, was I was watching uh, Malcolm X be interviewed on TV, and the reporter continually asked him, hey, what was your real last name? What was your name. last name at right. birth? I knew you were going to say that. Right. Yeah. And, and – um, he kept saying, I don't know my last name. And, you know, the reporter was trying to force him to right. say yeah. his yep. birth name. And Malcolm X refused to say it. Um, but what stood out to me was when he said, you know, well, we don't have a family name. My family name was given to me by our slave masters that knocked me out of my seat. I grew mm-hmm. up in the mm-hmm. South. I grew mm-hmm. up in a, where <laughs> right. I was told your family name is everything. You carry mm-hmm. on your family name. This was literally part of our value system. Right, right. That's you know, um, we were told that. You know, well, no matter what you do, make the family proud. No matter mm. what you do, carry on the family name. Make the family better than it was the generation. This was our value system, and it, and it meant a lot to me because that's how I was raised. So then so, to hear Malcolm X talk about not got a family name, his name exactly. It 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 like you said, that was startling. Right, it was startling. It was the day that I realized there's two Americas. You wow. know, and, and it right. just. It really floored me. Like it just really sent me into this kind of in my own head. Let me think. Like, how does this make sense? And then I, you know, you read wow. more and you study more, and you start realizing, holy shit! Like, I've really been living in a bubble. Mm. Wow. Yeah. You know, wow. and that's wow. and that's kind of the issue. Like, people don't experience other culture. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Correct. So correct. Or outside their own is, damn neighborhood. Is, yeah. Right. Absolutely. Right. right. So ignorance is what drives a lot of this, like mm-hmm. racism, and mm-hmm. it, it, it's all mostly ignorance. If you, right. you know, if you break it, break it right. down, and it's, willful it's ignorance, and willful right. ignorance, and that's one of the things that one of our buddies always talks about: the fact that the information is out there. See, when you met, when you came to your crossroads, you made a decision. You said, "Wait a minute, now maybe what I thought I knew, I didn't know, or maybe it was incorrect." Right. So you made a change. Unfortunately, a lot of people don't do that. They get to that crossroad and they say, well, no, that they deny. They can't be right. Yeah, they right. can't be they're right. In denial. <laughs> they're in denial. Right. 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 So right. now, as it comes then to you and your um, experience with critical uh, critical race theory, how, how did how did that come about? And uh, and how do people respond to you in this conversation? Like, uh, well, well, first of all, Stace. Can you let's go over what critical race theory is for people who's listening and don't? I know this term is thrown around around a lot, um, but what it actually is, but what actually is it? (laughs) Right, right. Uh, Well, I mean, you know, and you mentioned uh, the 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 show I did with the uh, the doctors. They they put it pretty pretty nicely. Uh, Doctor Jones said, 
it is a lens through which we can right. An- right. analyze systems. Right. That, that's it's all it is. In true. its simplest form, that's it. Now, initially, critical race theory was applied to the analysis of laws because, and that's a, that's a, that's a conversation I can have a 12 hour conversation with you on right. about, you know, the legal history of America and how the laws are, a lot of them are essentially based uh, out of racism, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but, you know, they've taken critical race theory out of the legal mind and started analyzing other areas as well, like education, like our history, the white, you know, we call it whitewash history. So critical race theory is nothing more than a lens, a lens that allows us to analyze things um, through the lens of race. That's it. And, and, and like Dr. Jones said on the show, we don't know what the outcome is going to be, but we need to analyze it honestly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Honestly. That's the key word. Right. And we have a topic on the show tonight uh, that that is going to uh, address a little bit of well, we have a question like uh, of whitewashing history. Right, right, right. Um, now, now uh, another question for you then: Why do in, in your experience, and and uh-huh. I think the advantage that you have is that you can you can understand both sides because. People are going to address you by what they see. You know, you're a white guy from the the mountains of North Carolina. You, and as you said on the podcast with an accent, exactly. So how do people respond to you when I'm sure they, they have one perception and say certain things? And then when you respond the way that you do, how do they how do they take that? You know, you know what I mean? How, how does that, how well, it is depends that- on who it is, right? So, <laughs> you know, uh, what's, what's, what's unique is the black community um, mm. is very welcoming of the, the idea of, man, this guy, mm-hmm. you know, listens. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, I, here's one thing I make it my mission. I never, ever, ever, and I've, I've been doing, I've made it, the, you know, I've done this since I was 20 years old, made this one thing a rule. I do not speak about, over, or for the black community. Mm, absolutely none of us it, does. right right and i don't either right, you know right. I mean? it, yeah and, but i mean i couldn't even if i tried i'm not black right. never will be black i can't right. speak on the experiences you know I, I was on a podcast here a few months ago uh it, it, it's a bigger platform guy has a couple million uh viewers and whatnot and we were there to talk about the confederate flag because i hate that mm. you know that rag uh and mm. that's kind of what the debate was and right away, within five minutes, he says to me, hey, because um, I was talking about banning the Confederate flag in America. He was like, don't you think there's better ways to help the black community? I said, pause. Mm-hmm. So what mm-hmm. you and I are not going to do, two white mm-hmm. guys, we're not going to discuss what helps the black mm-hmm. community. We're mm-hmm. not in the black community. Uh, we, we don't understand. Like, we're not black. So we're not going to talk about that. But he kept wanting to talk about it. This is the problem with white people. White people want to talk about problems in black communities, solutions to black community. Me? I forced the topic of problems in white America, solutions mm. in white America, what mm. white America is doing, has been doing, and needs to change. Right. And that, I think, you know, the people that are on this side on, 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 that agree with me welcome my message because it's kind of fresh. It's not this, right. you know. And that's what uh, I say white all America, the time on this show is that we, we all are being brainwashed, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So the people that that we that are oppressing, you know, uh, not just black people, but uh, you know, impoverished people in general, and it's the one percent that controls the government, the lobbyists, the corporations, 
So so they controlled the media right. and 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 all of the things that all, all the things that we see is somehow controlled, right? So that's why I say white people are being brainwashed that they're superior. Black people are being brainwashed that they're uh, inferior. Mm. And Latino and Asian people are being brainwashed that they don't even belong here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So no, no, I do. And, and you know, every system is created to sustain itself, right? So, right. like, Correct. um, you know, the system has to protect itself, right? And and part of that protection is, you know, white privilege, right? So, white America, and this is there's a so much more of the conversation that just doesn't happen that needs to happen, and that's what I'm trying to force across the board is conversations to happen that are not happening, but you know. There's so much that white America, so white America doesn't understand racism. White America doesn't even understand what, wait, what racism wait, is. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, you said white America doesn't understand racism. Right. Can you can you dig down on that a little bit? Sure. What do you mean by that? Yeah, because okay. I, I don't know, I'm not sure if I agree. But let, let me hear your right. pretext first because. Right, right, right. So white America, white America, so we don't have a relationship with our race. I'm not forced to re- be reminded that I'm white. Mm, I can okay. ignore okay. that I'm white. Okay. I can go my whole life. That's why you ever heard white people say, don't talk about racism. Racism will go away. Yeah, in white America, it will, because uh, there right. is no race as long as you don't talk it's about it. It's almost like ignorance right, is bliss. Right, okay. right, 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 right. right, right. So in white America, racism is a light switch. That's what white. That's what racism is in white America. You're either racist, light switch on, or you're not racist, light switch off. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and so this is this is how it works. Black friend, not racist. Right? My wait, wait, daughter if, if you have a you mean if you have a black friend, also is that why is that why you hear some of my best friends are black? You know I mean? Yes, that's why you hear some <laughs> right. like, I talk wow. to black people. See, here's how here's how white America defines racism. Riding on horseback hood on holding mm. a burning cross okay okay i got so it. if i'm not riding down the road as an active clan member right and i and right. i talk to my black co-worker if mm. i talk to a black person see, white america wants to they want to define racism as somebody who hates everybody of another right race. right that's how not they define it institutional not considered any other facet right. what whatsoever right right <laughs> so, right the truth is racism is a spectrum absolutely okay and there's a broad spectrum of racism. Right. And white America doesn't understand that spectrum even exists. It's either racist, mm. not racist. My daughter dates a black guy. Well, not racist. <laughs> <laughs> forget the, my house right. Right. They don't, yeah, get, they don't get the nuances of, right, right, of, right, of, right. of like what nuance. a black person has to go through basically on right. a daily basis. You know, but as you uh, said, because they they don't have to, you know. They don't have, right, they don't have those system, experiences. Right. Exactly. If the system is bent to benefit you, then you don't have any mechanism to be defensive. Correct. Cognitive dissonance is built into it. Let me explain something to you. This is, this is very important. So, so what I like to talk about a lot is, uh, this is what I'm writing a book on, how racism is taught. This is that racism in white America is the most misunderstood topic because non-white people really don't understand why white people don't get it and white people mm, don't get it. You're and right. So, <laughs> we and, do. Right, right. Right. And so it's because nobody, you know, we didn't have Sunday, we didn't eat Sunday dinner and dad said, come on, sit around. Let's talk about how to be racist. That's not how you're taught racism. Mm. Okay. That's not how racism is taught. Let me give you an example. 
My dad told me this, son, they're lazy. Now, you know who they are, they are, right? He's talking about black folk. He says, son, they're lazy. They know most of them, they don't go to work. They deal drugs and they, they live on the system. They have babies and get welfare and they don't, and dads don't stay in the home. They just want welfare. And these were words that you were told. Yeah, 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 100%. And so, and, and, and all these other white folk that pretend like they wasn't were told the same shit. But anyway, right. Um, but, <laughs> right. but here's what's funny. Here's what's funny about it. So, my dad's telling me that black people are drug dealers and own food stamps. Mm-hmm. Literally within 10 minutes of finishing this conversation, I'm like 13. Mm-hmm. Within 10 minutes of this conversation, knock at the door. I go answer the door. It's a guy. My dad says, let him in. Guy comes in. He has my dad some money. My dad weighs out seven grams of marijuana. <laughs> well, this is not even fucking made up, bro. Right. Right. Yeah. He gets the marijuana. Hey, your dad around. I might have to go see him. <laughs> He's dead. No. Not but, before uh, sundown. <laughs> you got to get out before then, sundown, man. But check this out. So after they make this exchange, me and my dad jump in the car. We got to go pick up some, some food, you know, a little small grocery trip, just a quick one. We get to the checkout, blue coupon, yellow coupon, green coupon. Mm. Yeah, I remember so those wait a book. Yeah, you remember those? Wait a minute. No book. Mm-hmm. We, you just sold drugs and we're using welfare, but <laughs> what? And the right. difference was this. My dad, would mm-hmm. look, my dad would make a drug deal right in front of us. He didn't hide it. Mm-hmm. And he would say, now, you know you know why I do that, son? No. I was the oldest. That's why he'd always talk to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know. Well, look, I work hard. I bust my ass. I want to provide for you children. And I simply don't make enough money. And I want you to have the best life possible. So this is my way of making extra money. And then food stamps. Oh, you know, Mm. I pay my taxes. I work hard and pay taxes. Mm. I've earned. Mm -hmm. You see, it's this it's this cognitive dissonance that you're a drug dealing guy on welfare telling me that black people are drug dealers on welfare. Mm. You know the difference? You know what the difference is? White people were told 200 years ago and they still believe it today. You might be poor, but at least you ain't black. You're white. That's right. Chris Rock said that. Chris Rock said, you know what? Chris Rock said that um, you asked the, the the poorest white person if they'd trade places with him, a rich black person, and they'd say no. Yep. And that's what yeah. Jolly just said, that they were told 200 years and they still believe it, that you might be, uh, with, how, how did you word it? Um, you might be poor, but at least you ain't black. At least you ain't black. Right, right. Now, so, now Jolly, let me ask you this then. As, as it relates to critical race theory then, um, how do you, how... Is that conversation going? I mean, how are, are people receptive to it? Are you seeing the change? I mean, you, you know what I mean? Why why is there so much pushback on t- teaching what's 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 history? And, they and don't really facts? know what critical race theory is. Exactly. I mean, but, but why not be open to like you said, though, John, I mean, you were able to get to a certain point. What what why are there so many people, especially in, in this day and age that are just pushing back against this so hard? You know, because okay, because it goes deeper. That that's a symptom, right? Mm-hmm. The discussion of critical race theory is a symptom of the overall disease. Mm-hmm. The overall disease is misinformation and conspiracy Correct. that plagues that plagues white America. Listen, mm-hmm. you know, when I was growing up, there was a Confederate I flag in my front yard yep. that said "South will rise again." Right. Yep. And I didn't know what the yep. hell that meant. To be honest with you, yep. I had not a clue. It didn't make any sense to me. I was a 10-year-old child. Right. I asked my dad one day, Dad, what does that even mean? He says to me this. He says, he says, son, one day 
they're going to make it illegal to be white in this country. They're going to make it be illegal to be Christian in this country. And we're going to have to stand up and fight for our rights. We're going to, have to mm. fight. This, that was in the 80s. This was before mm. Trump and oh, QA. Wow. 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 This is built into mm-hmm. the fabric mm-hmm. of America. Society. Of it white sounds America. Like insurrection. Right. And it sounds so, like the insurrection. That's what led to it. Right. Absolutely. There was a lot of people... True story. I'm going to tell you two things. On December 12th, I put a video on TikTok, which now you can't go look at because my stupid TikTok got banned. But I put a video up on December 12th. I said, hey, man, these guys are getting worse and worse and worse. And I'm here to tell you it won't be long before they storm the Capitol building. That's wow. what I said. December. And then on, on January 6th, I was supposed to be with Walter Masterson. Him and I used to go mess with the Trumpers all the time. I was supposed <laughs> to be with Walter Masterson um, at the Capitol. And uh, I... That a few days prior, my, my company sent me out of town down North Carolina to do some work, and I was pissed. I couldn't go. On the night of January 5th, and I'll show you the text, I sent Walter the, the following text the night before. I said, Walter, listen to me. I know these people. I was raised around them. I said, it's gotten bad, and something big is going to happen tomorrow. You're wow. going to witness history. If something mm. goes down, get out of there. Wow. So I told him. That's right. And he texted me. He said, damn it, you were right. Mm. I know I'm right. I, I look. I'm the Nostradamus of racist white people. I've been calling mm. this stuff forever. <laughs> right. That's amazing. Hey, That's Space. Amazing. Let's. Uh, uh, um. Hey, uh, Jolly JGG. I'm gonna call you. Uh, why don't no we problem. get into these topics uh, if you're interested, and sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. you know, see where the okay. conversation goes. Okay. All right. You good what, with that? Absolutely. Let's go. Okay, what we're going to do is... I'm on you guys' time. Whatever y'all want to do. Nice, nice. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to throw off these these next three topics, and um, you can choose the, the direction that you want to go. We have three. Okay, uh, domestic terrorism and the government. Why whitewash history? Disciplining step-parents, because I, I get the feeling you won't want to go in that direction. So <laughs> domestic terrorism and the government. Why whitewash history? So, you know, first on the, on the disciplining step parents, I, th- I saw you guys had that on there. I was like, that's interesting. They say that. Do they know that I was divorced twice? I'm on my third marriage, right? It, that's, a, that's a topic that's like prominent in my wow. life. Like I've had this conversation wow. so much. Well, let's, let's do it. Let's get to it. It's just funny. It's that. funny that it was a topic. No, it, you know, and I'll have that conversation uh, because it's interesting to me because first of all, my own idea of discipline, discipline children has changed over the years right mm-hmm. um and when you when you're in a relationship in, in a marriage and you have children you have to kind of agree on how you're going to discipline children absolutely well then when you divorce and then you add another person to the equation mm-hmm. man that becomes that that quickly becomes right. a, a you know a mess can be and right uh in fact my second marriage the the reason like the reason um, that we divorced and that didn't work out. It was a very short marriage, like three years. The reason was she treated my son like shit. My son was from my first wow. marriage. Wow. Uh, and he wow. was young at the time. And um, now to her credit, some years later, she came back and said, hey, you know what? I was wrong for that. I've grown. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. You know, it's cool. Um, but yeah, she was just treating my son like shit and just, you know, um, I didn't agree with how she disciplined him. And so we, mm-hmm. I said, you know what? We're out. So, and- so, so you're not opposed to then uh, you're not opposed to the step parent disciplining the kid. You, you, I'm not opposed to it, but see, those left and right limits are, are going to be established between us prior to that happening. True. Let right, me, right, let me, right. let me give you an talk. example. 
Yeah. Let me give you an example. I don't spank my children. Now I used I used to believe in spanking. I I can't say I used to spank them because by the time I decided I don't believe in spanking anymore, I had mm. only had one child by that point anyway. Mm. Uh, so you know I used to believe spanking was an okay thing. Da, da, da. I, I no longer believe that, and I have this debate a lot. Um, but even if I did believe in spanking my children, I'm not letting a stepchild spank my child. I'm not letting that happen. Right? And mm. let me let me tell you why. Mm. And I have this conversation with my current wife and, and, and other parents that we've had this conversation with. I, I need it's not that the child may have done something that requires discipline, Correct. but I don't know where your anger is coming from. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't mm -hmm. know. Are you showing are you showing um, my child as much love as you are disciplined? Mm -hmm. Is that all you do is discipline them, but no love to counterbalance that? Mm -hmm. that's a problem right now so, but then, but then do you give them do you base that on or you respond to that for based on what you see what if it's a responsible person and you do see that there's love there and you're you're let's say your son did something that required capital punishment i mean again capital punishment well, capital punishment meaning spanking. Corporal you know, that's, punishment, that's, yeah. Oh, okay. corporal, right, corporal, corporal. Say, about to line the dude up with a cigarette <laughs> and a blindfold. <laughs> well, punishment. Like, God damn, stay. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't commit capital punishment on my kids, though. So right, 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 right. So, so, but the the question is though, to both of you, if you're in a relationship where you do trust the person, and there's love there, and that person treated their kids the same way would you be opposed to it though well I mean, I well can... you know stace i was in my second relationship and you know i had my three boys mm -hmm. uh you know they might deserve to get my, my mouth <laughs> yeah know? that's right you know what i'm saying so right. i didn't have a problem with with venus like her and marcellus actually when he was a baby they went through it all the time Are you serious? yeah because he was he was rough on her man he was rough <laughs> yeah he'd be like shut up Whoa. And then she'd be like, you can't say that. And like, you know what I mean? She might grab him and tell him to sit down. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Right. But then if I seen him do that, right. I'd be right. like, yo, you can't, yeah. you know what I mean? Nah. You can't be doing that. Nope. You know what I'm saying? Not acceptable. Next right. time you do it, I'm going to pop you in the mouth. You know what I mean? Right. Something like that, you know? But, um, but yeah, I didn't have any problem with her. It depends, like, because I knew she wasn't going to do but so much anyway. Right. Like, you right. know what I mean? Right. She wasn't going to, like, go overboard. You know what I'm saying? And well, you know what? My whole thing is okay. So to your question, do I trust them? If, if over a period of time, you, I, I through my own observation, have determined that you're you're coming from a solid place, right? Right. right. Anybody can check the box and say, "Is that worth punishment?" Yes. No. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cool. Mm -hmm. But but I want to know where you're coming from. Even mm -hmm. I don't care if it, I don't mean just spanking. First of all, I'll make it clear. I no longer believe in spanking my children mm -hmm. and. My my wife now is not going to spank our children together, nor is she going to spank my children that are or her mm -hmm. stepchildren. Not going to happen. Not in my house. And mm -hmm. so, um, my whole thing is, I, I that's that's an earned respect. Like you've got to earn mm -hmm. my trust mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. discipline my stepchildren, mm -hmm. um, especially if we're putting hands on children. Here, here's my whole thing with, and spank. also they have to earn the respect of your children as well. Absolutely, hundred thousand right. percent, right. exactly. Right. Right. Like. I don't believe I, I told her this. I don't believe, and we're just gonna say, well, I'm the parent, and that's that's not how the real world works, man. <laughs> no, I'm nope. not trying to I say this all the time. I'm not trying to raise good kids. 
people say, what? So, nope, I'm trying to raise good adults. Oh, they're, nice. They're, right. they're not yeah, kids yeah. for very long. Correct. They're, they're kids for this long, but they're adults for this long. Right. For the rest so of life. Right. if I teach them their whole life how to be a good kid, they're fucked when they're an adult. <laughs> right. <Okay? laughs> right. 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 That's why I stopped. That, and that's why I stopped spanking them, to be honest with you. Right. Not any of this new age. Let's light some incense and, and, and hang out in the board. garden. No, none of that. It is in the real world. When you mess up, nobody hits you. That's stupid. Doesn't right. happen. Mm-hmm. So let's. Let me let me explore now my own critical thinking and find mm. better ways to approach this situation. If this way is not working, that way is not working. Fine. Now let my child approach how to address these different things. This is putting them through real world experiences so they can be raised to be a good adult. Mm-hmm. And guess mm-hmm. what you find yeah. out? What I have already found out since I stopped spanking them. They're going to they're going to act out a little bit. Cool. I would mm-hmm. rather you do that now when we can learn from it from a, a place of love. But see, I'm a little, I'm a little different on in that aspect because, like, oh, well, anyway, my my children are grown now, and all of right. them are, you know, functioning adults. Mm-hmm. You know, good, good, you know, good society. Uh, you know, law-abiding citizens, right? law-abiding citizens, right. right. But when they was kids, I would have to grab them by the neck, meat sometimes. You know what I mean? Or grab them by their <laughs> collar and be like, "Look, yeah. see now, you know and, saying, and like, you know, now and you the way that I'm doing this, the way that I've always done it, and and I truly believe that if you lay the groundwork early, that the corporal punishment can wane over time. This is what I mean by that. When they're young, when you can, when they fear a little pop on the legs, and you threaten them with that. Now, of course. At, at some point, you're going to have to show that you're serious and that you are to be taken seriously. So you pop them on the leg. They cry as a kid. Then when they get a little older, they learn that all you have to do is show them the hand. Like we all laugh about when you do it, when you're in a grocery store and you do something and your mom looks at you with those eyes and you, you straighten right up because you know what that means. So, again, my philosophy is you lay the groundwork early and the, as the kid gets early, uh, uh, older, the respect is there, so you're trying right, but less. sometimes in them teenage years, especially oh, with oh. boys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, girls, too. You know right, what I mean? Right. That little pop on the leg, that's your phase. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, no, they, no, no, no. and they like, you know, they try to test the waters a little bit. You know what I mean? You that's know, why I had to stay in well, shape Let me hit you with a different perspective. Let me hit you with a different perspective real quick. 98% of people, 98% of people are going to grow up to be good functioning adults. Correct. Anyway, anyway, spanking, no spanking. I mean, there's no correlation, actually. So in your mind, hey, I spanked them. They grew up. The the ends has justified the means. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying to you is even had you not done that. Right. Most likely they would have. You know, like you have to work to to, to ruin a child. Now, you don't have to work that hard. You know, you don't have to. And and, I mean, our prison systems, as full as they Mm -hmm. are, it's only 2% of America. 98% of people are not locked up. Right. Ninety eight percent of people right. are functioning people. And even those who are locked up are not bad people. I hate that. Mm-hmm. I hate that premise. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just saying, you know, my whole thing is this. If I teach my child to stay in line out of fear, it limits them greatly. Mm-hmm. True. greatly. True. True. If I go to work, mm-hmm. if I go to work and um, I'm scared of my boss, I'm not going to mm-hmm be as productive as I could right. be if I liked my boss right. and my job. Absolutely. Um, and, and I just, 
I have discovered, and I've read some articles on it, and, and not articles, books. I don't know why I said articles. I've read some books on it and written by child psychologists and this, that, and the third. And, this, and there is actual scientific data to, that shows um, the negative emotional effects of uh, corporal punishment. Mm -hmm, and yeah. so my whole thing is this. I get why a lot of people do it. It's, mm -hmm. it's a tradition that's been passed on. Mm -hmm. Much like racism, mm -hmm. I think black people do it out of fear. What do you mean, like that 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 they feel like they really have to pull up the kid in line because once yep, they get out there, they're scared of them. The consequence you know, of being in the system, mm -hmm. you know, getting out here, getting in trouble, getting out mm -hmm. here and not coming home. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So a lot of that, you know, aggressive uh, parenting. Comes As from, they say, it's out of love. Mm -hmm. It's out of love, but it's also out of fear. Mm -hmm. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Especially in the black community, because if you have a child and you want that child to 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 grow up, like to go go to school and get good grades and not be a victim of the streets, you know, you, you kind of have to. There has to be a level of that. Yeah, you got there to get has so, to be a, a fine level. Line you have to walk. Fine line between fear and respect. Because yeah. and 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 as Terry said though, uh, and this kind of goes to, to something you said also, uh, uh, Jolly, that it, it's a fine line because sometimes that kid will try you, especially in the teenage years, you know. And sometimes you know words don't mean anything. So at times, and I don't, and I don't mean you. There's a difference between spanking the kid and beating them up. Obviously, I don't believe in right. beating them up, you know. But no, I get that, right, right, you right, know, right. sometimes you have to grip them up, and that's what gets their attention. Listen, if you don't respect me as the authority now, when you get out there, you're just going to go out there and get exactly. shot. Exactly. Or you're going to wind up behind that's bars. That's kind of how I think uh, I, I kind of how I think that's how the black community Which I respect about, completely. I, yeah. I mean, you know, I get that. I, I understand why people spank the children, period, in, in any community, because that is literally what's been passed down. We just have to, in my opinion, evolve past that. That's my opinion. The, we, can, we, we can accomplish all the same goals right. without doing that. Now, is that's even hard for me. Look, I'm a regular person. So just some background. I mean, since we're talking about the subject, I was beat as a child. Was gonna, not um, by your stepmom or this is your my dad, your my dad, my dad, my dad, my okay. my mom didn't my stepmom didn't touch me. Uh, okay. my dad did. Um, but it was really bad. Like uh twice, uh by before I even turned 10, two different occasions, uh Department of Social Services removed me mm. from the home. Um the second time I was removed from the home, uh I was kept away for I think it was a year. Now, like I'm looking back on this saying this, so obviously right. as a child I was, you know. I wasn't tracking the days, right. uh, but it's about a year. And they, and I stayed with my, my grandmother during that period. Um, right. In fact, my grandmother got in trouble during that period for letting my dad see me when I was mm. supposed to, you know, and he had to go take classes with DSS when not going to be back. But I will tell you this now had that same thing that happened then happened now, my dad never would have got me back. Right. So there's like, yep. there's like <laughs> photographs of me with bruises from like the top of my neck mm. down to my ankles and my whole back wow. and leg covered. Oh yeah. Real, 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 real bad. Um, mm. But you know, that's not why I don't even say don't spank my children. Like mm -hmm. that's why I would never beat my children. I know the mindset of a beat child, and I, I never want my children right, to ever right, feel that. Right. Way. And ever. again, I think there's a difference between beat up and and spank. Facts, and that's what I say. And, when you say spank, I don't think you mean you're beating your children. No, 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 uh, no. Right? Yeah, and, that's and, what, and, yeah. It's a big difference. And thank you, huge, huge. And I like to right. think that thank thank God I'm a talker because what I do is before I 
before I uh, uh, get put put hands on kid, I let them know if you do this again, I'm gonna get you. So then when you do it again, I said, I told you, right? And you know me. So it's so really, really, it's your choice. Either you can not do it and spare and spare the you know spare the rod, or you can do it. And if I see you, I gotta get you. Right. And you know so, I mean? so I'm putting I'm gonna put an interesting perspective on your question. Question was mm -hmm. step parents disciplining children. Mm -hmm. Just two days ago, three days ago, uh, me and my sister were talking. Um, the one that's in the, on the chat now, Natasha. Uh, Tasha's in here. I, my, I can't see that. I have, let me turn the comments on. Hang on. Oh, oh yeah, N Natasha Robinson. Is that just Tasha? Is one of my sisters. I have. I have. Hey, I Tasha. Have, I have <laughs> five five sisters. I know Tasha's in here. Oh. Um, actually, I just turned the comments on. I see Sierra's in here too. Sierra is actually I'm talking about. Uh, that's my sister as well. She's in the comments. Okay. Section. Um, but um, one thing I also recently decided, um, and this was, this is kind of funny. I recently decided my oldest is 11, and I was like. That that's my sister there, and I was like, um, you know, I'm gonna let you cuss. You want to cuss? Cuss. I don't care. Like I just gave up. <laughs> not, not gave up. Really? Not gave up. I should say gave up. But let's literally listen. I I I I don't just do these things. I I think about them a long time. You know. Right. And and I told my son. I said, son, if you want to cuss, cuss. I don't care. Like, how, how old is he? Eleven. Wow. Because like here's the thing. Because why? Like if if we really wanted to get down to brass tacks, so why not? There's no good reason why not. It literally doesn't make sense. If we just really were having the conversation, if we're just being honest. And this is what you got to understand is a lot of these things are also how I broke away from bigotry. Mm. Oh okay? yeah, 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 yeah. Going just because direction. this is the tradition right. means nothing right. to me. Right. True. Just because True. I can, you know, racists are good people too. You want to have that conversation? <laughs> right. They are. Uh, they are. I mean, racists I mean, are good people. My dad I don't doubt that they're good people, but I mean, exactly. right? I, I think, like I is, said, we I just think disagree with based on ignorance. We just disagree with a lot of what they think and so do I. and thought right. and everything else. Right, but what it's I mean, I, I, I say that sentence for a shock factor. I say that the shock and people, it's shock. Right? It worked uh, right because you know the truth is my my dad. He he put bandages on my knee when I was cut. He gave me, you know, he bought me presents on Christmas. He he told me he loved me at least three times. Um, you know, that was thing. Like okay. he was a good person as long as right. you know you weren't black. Right. And so you know, <laughs> and, and you know why that that no. is the exact reason. But that's the exact reason that white people but won't you, call okay. mommy and daddy out. That's why they won't but call you know mommy what, and daddy though? out. Now, that brings it, but Jolly, that brings forth a really interesting thought okay let's let's extrapolate on that can you say that if if someone used the same analogy and i'm not talking about your family sure. let's put that out there i'm just saying in general if someone says a member of because we kind of touched on this one time before terry a yeah. member of the kkk those are good people they just want to string up all the black people they could get their hands on can those two I go that far stace no kkk that's no 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 but, but no, 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 but but that's my point. Though I mean, can those two things? It, can we say that Hitler? Remember, we were talking about the Hitler with the with the autobahn. Can Hitler we say that? Nope. No, but my, Hitler, my nope. but that's that's my point though, Nike. And that's kind of what Jolly said. It's so, it's tough to 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 let me to turn on. I I got your question, and it makes sense. Let me explain why I say that. Um, first of all, there's, 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 this this is where the nuance comes in. So first of all, how somebody is viewed definitely depends on the eyes of the viewer. Right. So, right. you know, I'm Correct. sure that I'm sure that 
I mean, maybe Hitler's children or Hitler's wife would have told you he was a good person. I don't know. He's a good person, right. But, but right. But the, was he? No. But this goes back to the spectrum. There comes a point on that spectrum where your good person passes gone. But the reason I bring up that racists are good people is because this. This is why. Um, and, and I use that sentence to start conversation because it's important. You ever hear white people, especially these days, there's more and more white people that are trying to join the anti-racism fight. And that's a yeah. good thing. Yes. But they always say this, man, I was raised around a bunch of races. Okay, cool. How? Why wasn't you raised by them, though? See, that that's important to me. As the white guy who's trying to just get other white people to pay attention, around and by is very important. Oh, true, 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 so, true. Right, so right, you right. was raised that around was racism to the home. So your family was like the beacon of fucking hope in the neighborhood. Like right. everybody else was racist. Right. Right. But y'all was, you know, singing right. Kumbaya. And, and right. no, you wasn't. No, your mom and daddy went to the PTA meetings. Your mom and daddy was friends with the neighbors. Your mom and daddy did the hung out with the neighbors at cookouts and barbecues. And you was raised by racists too. But let me tell you why people don't don't see that they were raised by racists. Because they see the good in mommy and daddy. They see their heart. They see that they're good loving people and my daddy would never hurt nobody my mommy would never hurt nobody and so because white people don't understand racism because mm. racism is riding down the street on a horse with a hood on and a burning cross mommy and daddy's not racist because i know them the neighbors and everybody and the subtleties of it right the subtleties the nuance the implicit biases the stereotypes right, right. here's the here, the fact of the matter is this if it walks talks and shits like a duck it's a duck right and so the problem with white america is they don't actually understand that duck of racism how it walks talks and shits they don't they don't Mm. they don't understand it they've Mm. got it wrong how do they get it wrong the other topic you brought up whitewashed american history my washing right 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 that's the point of whitewashing yeah yeah we do that's the point of it that's the point of whitewashing okay we can ease into it what do you mean by that you said that's the point of it elaborate please because, okay, in whitewashed American history, who are the heroes? That's right. It's written by the victor. The, 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 the winners write the story. The victors write the story. Right. George Washington had wooden teeth. What, what a stupid idea. <laughs> right? But nobody questions it. Right. George right. Washington also had 300 slaves. 300. And was considered an absolutely brutal um, slave master, mm-hmm. and the teeth weren't wooden; they were teeth that was ripped out of the slaves. mouths of slaves, right? That's right. And but but what do we learn? That he chopped down a, a cherry tree. Mm-hmm. So, so like, it's because it's called watering down, right? Watering down history, because why? Well, yeah, he did all that, but he also founded our country. Double, double, double. He also led, led our war. But oh, oh, cool. You, you. But I want you to understand the nuance there. Right. The reason that white America, well, the reason white America was right. That's right. right. That's right. right. Because why? Because why? Racists are good people. That's why I forced that conversation. Yes, he did good things. He was. That's why I'm trying to get white America to understand. You can simultaneously do good things and be racist. You can. Well, Abraham Lincoln, the great emancipator. It's it's a joke. Abraham Lincoln. He, He. You know. He didn't even. He said. That he did that slavery. during the war, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, Emancipation Proclamation was a joke anyway. But he said that um, he didn't believe in slavery, but that black people and white people should never be equal. They can't be equal. Black people can't live in the same society as white people. We shouldn't mm-hmm. enslave them. That was his words, literally, almost mm-hmm. verbatim. Mm-hmm. 
That's crazy. Yeah, right, right, yeah. But see, now, that's oh, good, not now. taught in the history books. That's not taught in, you know, any, any actual history is not taught. Right. Like, how, right. How, how can you teach kids that America was discovered when there was already people living here? Right. There was it, already it, it, people here. That's like you know somebody funny. coming into my house and be like, hey, look what I found. Right. You're right. But you know what, Jolly, with, with, uh, right. the, with the conversation that you had with the doctors, I think one of the, the things that you said that I found interesting when you said that, um, it made me think that the best way out of it is to ask questions. You know, challenge. When you hear those statements, you challenge it. You know, right. because you can't make someone change their thought process, but I can ask you a question and hopefully guide you to the right answer on your own. Because like you said, Terry, you, I'm not going to make you change the way you think, but if I can ask you the question that you just asked, what is the definition of discover? Can you discover something that has, where, uh, that already is is in existence, right? You can start to lead people where you need them to be. Let let, let me, let me show you this real quick. And this is, this is, I think you'll like this. The point of whitewashing is what? It's to make it comfortable. Mm. Comfortable is key. Okay? Comfortable is key. And what I, I, I've told everybody and what I constantly drive, drive home on all my platforms is until you make white people have uncomfortable conversations, mm. there's no progress. There's no progress. And right. so comfortable is what, what you're going to find out is this. Here's what you're going to find out when you do the cause and effect. Whitewashing of history uh, and CRT are very closely related because the whitewashing of history is taking all the the bad and the negative and watering it down. And most of the bad negative is racially right related. Um, so we take all that out. So CRT analyzes it. So they're kind of, they're kind of antithetical to each other. But when you go to the whitewashing history makes it comfortable. Once you make it comfortable, that makes people proud of their history and proud of their country, which creates what nationalism. You see nationalism, nationalism in America is racism. Nationalism in America. It's like they're trying to take the the, the well, mantle of patriotism. See, and, but you know what? Claim that. But but you know what? Wait a minute. But let, let me let me let me push back a little bit on, on that. When you say nationalism mm -hmm. is racism, okay, and I'm thinking out loud now. One of the things, the statements that I believe, I think that folk, black folk, have a better understanding of what this country has the potential to be. Because we go by what is written in that constitution. So we, when you talk about uh, white folk don't understand what racism is, we're looking at you saying, well, wait a minute, what do you mean you're trying to strip away the right to vote? The constitution says one man, one, one vote or whatever it is. So we, I would say that I'll go as far as to say that folk are patriotic. I'm a patriotic person because I think this country has the potential to be great. Because, right. they, you know, they're, they're be, uh, uh, as they call it, a great melting pot. There aren't many countries countries that are so diverse and have so many different flavors as this country. So I'm a true patriot because I think this country can be great. So I don't know if I think that patriotism is racist. 
does that make sense? Nationalism. I specifically, I mean, I, 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 I get what you're saying. I, and I thought that's kind of, I kind of thought that's what you would say. So that's why I opened that conversation up. Right. So nationalism is patriotism or is racism. This is why nationalism is loving your country. Mm-hmm. Nationalism is blindly loving your country. That's what nationalism is. Patriotism so the key word is, is loving your the key word. Okay. Okay. So you say the key word is blindly. Listen, listen, watch. I pledge allegiance to a flag. No, I don't. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. I don't pledge allegiance to any. I was in the military for 13 years. Uh, I've been to Iraq. I've been to Afghanistan. I've been in combat. Yada, yada, yada. Woohoo. I got a T-shirt from it. But (laughs) at no point, at no point, and I promise you this, was myself or any of the people to my left and right fighting for a flag. None of us gave a shit. Go to any military base around seventeen hundred hours. But isn't the flag just the idea, though? Isn't the is the flag is just what it represents, which is the idea, right? The devil and comes I'm- in lamb's clothing. Listen, listen. Once you let the the idea, listen. My children will not pledge allegiance to a flag. Mm. The flag is the idea that the government decides. The, the right. country, that's why I tell people, stop telling people to love America and demand that America love its people. That is patriotism. Now we're talking. Now Wait, we re- repeat that. Thing. I'm sorry. Re- repeat that. Yeah. Repeat that. I missed the job. I said, I said, stop telling people to love America and demand that America love its people. Okay? Mm, true, 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 and true, that's true, what true. I mean. Nationalism, listen, right. na- whitewashing right. history, here is why. The system, we said this earlier, the system is designed to keep itself running. So I need a good, healthy flow of poor people to fight a rich man's war. I need that first of all. Okay, so how do we do that? Well, we make you love your country, and then we are the country. We're great. So the flag's great. Don't you want to defend your flag, son? Yes, I do. I want to be a patriot. Go send me off to die. That that Listen, that has to happen for this idea to continue. Right. This country has to flex our military muscle that also listen. Nationalism is the reason that half these dummies are allowing our government to spend 50 percent of our budget on a robust defense budget. Meanwhile, our schools are underfunded. We got standardized testing, but we don't have standardized resources. We got standardized testing, but we don't have standardized opportunities. But but we got F-22s that have never seen a, a dog fight in their life and never will. The last time planes fought in the sky was World War II, but we still make a new $200 million plane every year. We make about 10 at a time. So That's nationalism they, is why that, we do that. Some of that money goes to the 1%. That's what I mean, I'm but saying. I still like, think when we I, need when it, though. When I, when I talk about brainwashing and propaganda, I'm talking about all of that you just said as well. Right. That's right. That's what we do. Listen, listen, they didn't lynch black people in the street because they saw them as people. They had to first dehumanize the black black population so that Mm -hmm. they didn't see it. Listen, so if I can convince you that American is American is this, 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 and this, then anything that's un-American is your enemy, even if that's a person, even if that's Mm -hmm. an idea. That is what Mm -hmm. Donald Trump did. That's what the conservative party has done. They have put a, listen, the conservative party, everywhere you go, American flag, they wear it on the clothes. And a coup is coming. It's not over yet. No. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, no, no. They're pissed off, right? I keep my ear to the ground when it comes to that crowd. And, And so, Every, when we used to go troll the Trumpers, when me and Walter used to go mess with the Trump crowd, and he still does, um, 
<laughs> when we would go to D.C., they'd be having these big rallies. I can see them from 300 miles away. They're all wearing red, white, and blue shirts. And, and they say, yeah, see me? It's, you're making fun of my clothes. I'm a patriot. No, no, no. You're a brainwashed nationalist. That's what right. you are. Right. You're right. Listening right. To, right. Exactly. There's a difference. So, but, but listen to me. Who has that brainwashed nationalistic idea more than any other population? White America. Absolutely. Right. More white right. people right. are brainwashed by that. Right. And so that's what I'm telling you. A way to approach racism and, with, and, with, and without scaring white people off, because white people get scared of the word racism, right? So mm -hmm. I talked to him about nationalism. Nationalism is nothing more than thinly veiled racism. But but see, black people, and I've been, and you can, you, Stacey, you're my witness. I, I, I say this all the time. Black people are brainwashed in the opposite direction. So what do you mean? Right? Brain, brainwash. I mean, uh, black people are brainwashed to think they're inferior. So they they think that the boogeyman is there. To, there's some white man stopping them from doing whatever they need to accomplish. I know that there's racism. I know that there's, uh, you know, uh, systemic racism Absolutely. and institutionalized racism. Absolutely. All that. But there's no white person that has dominion over another person or no or no black person that has dominion over a white person. So that's right. why I think that once people can free them, their own, their own minds and think for themselves, but the system then has we to can first start break having a conversation. And about, I think right, I agree with first. Jolly. This it's the system, you know, it's not and like we talked about before we got on though, you know, it, it's not, it's not, it's not. And you talked about this on the podcast with the, with the doctors. Uh, it's not, the individual, it's it's more systematic. systematic That's the problem. Right. It's systematic. So it's it's institutional. It was created that way, and it hasn't been. Here's the correct. thing: we systematically marginalize the black community, systematically, correct, and systemically. Both of those apply. Correct. We did it. We did correct. it very purposefully and in a very specific right. order. But guess what? We didn't do. We didn't systematically undo that. We right. systematically right. marginalize the community, but we never systematically therefore marginalize the community. Right. But it's incompatibility it until we marginalize ourselves. And, the only and way that's where I that. just that's where that's where I don't just, I shouldn't say disagree with you. I, I I hear what you're saying, and I and I've talked to a million billion people who say that same thing, and I respect it. And I would never say because I'm not black, so I don't. I've never been. I'm not. I'll never be black. So mm -hmm. I can't say to you, a black man, saying that this is what's best for the black community. I got you. But what pisses me off is that's what white America expects. Hey, mm. now, unmarginalize you yourself. We're you not you racist anymore. Like, 1964 right. happened. Dummy, it's equality now. Now you're just lazy. It, it, it's, mm. That is where white America is, is at. And now, we now must I do, demand I, accountability I, of white America. Agree. Now, now I, I understand what, what Terry is saying, mm -hmm. you know, and... and, and and and, and it's a fine wait line. For somebody else to set you free. Exactly. It's a fine line. But 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 the, the other side where I do agree with Jolly, as we talked about before, though, is that that institution makes it very 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 difficult. And you 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 oh, have I didn't to say fight. it wasn't hard. It's hard. Right. It, I didn't it's, say it right, wasn't hard. Right. 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 So, so you have to acknowledge that simultaneously. Right. So so correct. Correct. So Black America has to figure out how to live inside White America. You got to. My, my, you know, one of my my best friends, uh, and you know, he talks about that all the time. He talks about oh, the reason that his uh, mom and dad raised named him Brandon is it's a white name, and um, you know, he you know knows not to act this way. He understands. He figured out very very early how to operate in white America, and me and him have this conversation a lot, and and I get that. 
And but here's what I'm going to say. Here's here's my point, though. My phone. All right. So I got an iPhone. All right. Well, my phone doesn't do everything. So what my phone doesn't do, what do I do? I got to download an app. Now, I can't download Android apps on my iPhone. I got to download iPhone apps on my iPhone because even though they do something different than what my phone does, they must operate within the parameters of my phone's operating system. And if my phone was to break and I fix my phone, my phone's going to re return to its natural operating system, maybe with those apps, maybe with not. That is America. The, the operating system of America is white supremacy. Every time we make a new law, that's just an app we're downloading. But it must operate within the parameters of white supremacy. Why did we have a Voting Rights Act in 1965 when we had one in 1865? Wait a minute. Why did we have an, a Civil Rights Act in 1964 when we had one in 1865? Because no matter what we do, the system will always revert back to itself because it's not broke. The system right. isn't broken. It's working exactly the way. And so as long as we stay inside this system... We're going to keep getting these results. Mm -hmm. So we that, must. Who's been saying that, Stace? Who's been mm -hmm. saying that for the longest? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that's a fact. Yeah. That's 100% fact. fact. That's why, Terry, I don't disagree with what you're saying. Learn how to operate because you're here now. This is your life. you got to get right. by. You know, right. I, I respect all that fully. And 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 you as a black man are going to have to work three times harder than me as a white man to get the same results. You're going to have to. Right. And, and, right. and that, now that's bullshit, right? It um, is bullshit, but you got to be willing to do that right. to get what you got to get. Like, you can't let, you know, what's well, the, what's the push the message? You know what I mean? Right, but, but, I, but we see, have but to push the message, But, but I think the problem enough, becomes, right? though, the fact that, in, in and again, and I'm going to put my patriot hat on, in this country, the, 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 the laws are supposed to be colorblind and are supposed to protect everyone. And they're represent not. everyone. No, so, so, Look at no, the 13th no, Amendment, no. Stace. No, no, no. I'm not talking Amendment. about... No, wait a minute now. I'm not talking about what they do. I'm talking about the way that it's supposed to be. Laws don't say uh, uh, this white person, this and this black person, this. No. Laws are written for citizens, for the people that live in. Let me finish. Let me finish. So, so again, so I think the, the, the breakdown is when those laws, like you said, there was a civil rights movement over in 1865 with them. Why they have to have a voting right in, in 1965? Because it wasn't enforced or people twisted it and, and it, it reverted back. So then for you, therefore you have to tighten it back up. Because so again, always reverse back to us. Watch this. But, watch this. Watch this. Let me, I, I, I love what you're saying right now. I love it. This is the conversation we have to have. Let me, let me answer that. Okay. Watch this. So, and, um, you know, 1965 Civil Rights or 1964 Civil Rights Act happens, 1965 Voting Rights Act. What happened was black people started moving into Main Street, right? Mm -hmm. So black people started moving into Main Street. Main Street was white America. Downtown right. urban centers was white America. They right. built the town around white around Main Street. Well, when black people moved in, what did white people do? It's called white flight, right? Yep. And that's how the suburbs were created. Now watch, now watch. Yep. This is a very important conversation. So white flight happened. So now we got de facto segregation versus de jure segregation. It's no longer by law. It's just by matter of fact, right? The only white people who didn't move out was the poor white people that couldn't afford to. That's so right. now you got you know poor white folk and black people in downtown, and then nothing but white folk in suburban white America, right? Mm -hmm. And so. That means that the schools, which were centrally located schools, right, this way before bus and all that stuff, this school out here in suburban white America was predominantly white. Mm -hmm. The school in downtown was predominantly black. At that same time, it was it was circa 1969, 1970. They passed a law that said 
state taxes to no longer fund the school. Property taxes mm -hmm. should fund the Correct. school. Because Correct. that way, you know, if you got a house in the neighborhood going to school, then it's your kid at school, so it's your taxes, rather than somebody who don't have kids paying for it. That was the concept. Right. The truth mm -hmm. is, in, in, in the back out, in the back rooms they were negotiating this, it was 100% to target black America. It was meant to target black America. Right. But just if like you read the rest that, of the laws that they well, read, exactly, yeah. just like Terry v. Ohio, nineteen sixty-one, just like I can make you a list. If you read the law at face value, well, that's not racist. No, you know it was purpose because nineteen sixty-four we passed the law that said, "Hear ye, hear ye." You don't you have to go any further you can't than say the Thirteenth Amendment to see. That. No, I agree. I agree because it said except when you're guilty of a crime, and then in eighteen sixty-five vagrancy laws were passed. Eighteen sixty-six. But the fact still remains, though, though, the fact still remains now. Now, and I understand what you're saying, Jolly. I understand that. But the fact still remains that the, the let's say the, the person that lived in the suburb or what have you, when they made that that change to the laws. Right. Uh, two, two things. When they made that, change, the person that lived in the suburbs, they'll benefit from that and they might be black. So that so the only thing that I'm saying but is that still 22% of the 22% of black America lives in poverty 9% of white America lives in poverty as long as okay. that as long as that law exists it will always disproportionately affect black people period I, I, can black that's people the way benefit the laws from that law? are written, Stace. that's just right. the way that's they right. are man that's so that. it's better in my opinion it's better to scrap the whole law here's the thing that's my whole point we got standardized testing standardized testing is racist you got standardized testing, but you don't have standardized resources. It, it, Albert Einstein said, "If you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it'll always be considered stupid." Well, I mean, but you, you still need to. But, but wait a minute, though. Okay, and I'm, I'm going back to something you said: standardized sure. testing. And, and I get it. I've, I've heard the argument about uh, uh, the racist standardized testing, but at the same same time, you still need. There still has to be a mechanism. To test knowledge, there has to be a there has to be a floor. But why are we making that the watermark? Before I refuse to have a conversation with anybody about the standardized um, mechanism for testing. But if we're not going to first have a conversation about the standardized standardization of resources, yeah, if everybody's not being taught the same, uh, okay. how can you that. learn? If, if got to be priority, I agree with that. Same, I agree with that. How can you right. be tested on the same Thank thing? No, 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 no. I understand. I understand the negative consequences watermark. of it. I understand the negative consequences of it. But what I'm saying is that I don't the standardized testing itself. I understand the point of it. You have to have a way to say, does jo is Johnny ready to go to the next right. level? But and if now, I'm not saying that. Then no, and, and Johnny I, ain't ready to go because no, no, but, you can't have a standardized test, Stace, unless you have I, standardized teaching. Recently, and, and, and right, no, I got that. Night, night. I'm, I, I said I don't disagree with that. So you how know, can Johnny so, be ready if he wasn't taught what's in the standardized test? And, no, no. And let, me, night. and let me say this. Let me say so, this. So we. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. So we all. We, we, let me ask you this then. So it's not that we have a problem with the, the the function of standardized testing. We disagree with what happens before we apply that test because Johnny right. was because was, the disproportionality of it. Right. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You, when you look at racism, systemic racism across the board, when we look at medical racism, we look at environmental racism, we look at these are simply things you could argue. In, if, if I was arguing in a vacuum, mm -hmm. I could say, well, it makes sense why the power plant put the power plant over there. Economically, <laughs> it was cheaper. I can make that argument, but right. it was right next to a black neighborhood every damn time. 
We can make arguments in a vacuum, but at the end of the day, if the implementation of this particular mechanism disproportionately affects a single community, that is a no-go in my book and must write. That that must go away. Right, right. Right. Equity must come first. Correct, correct. I agree with that. Right, right. Uh, You know, I I agree with that. There there are no qualms with me on that. Were you about to say, Knight? Did we hit all the topics for tonight? I'm not sure. Yo, Jolly, man. Yo, you a firebrand. Hey, Jolly, you know you a firebrand. Nah, it's it's the passion. It's it's the passion. Yeah. It's the yeah. passion that comes across. All right, let me see. Uh, I think we did. Yeah, I'm getting one. worked up, and people think that I'm getting mad. I'm not mad. I'm no, just very, no, no, no. I'm very emotional this, about passionate. it. You know? I, 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 yeah. I think that. Like, this is how we talk. I wanted to have you on the right. show because I, I, I. I really connected with what some of the stuff that you were saying on, mm-hmm. on your on the videos that I saw. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this this brother right here, he gets it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, like I feel like you get it. You know All what right. I mean? And, right, because and, uh, here's my whole thing. A lot of white people, that's my this is like 90% of what I do is I try to talk to white people because that's my job. My job is to address the mm-hmm. white community. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot mm-hmm. of white people. I'm I, I'm glad that they're opening their eyes to anti-racism, and, and that's good. But here, what, what happens is white people come in and want to join the, the fight mm-hmm. and then colonize it. That's what they want to do, right? Like, <laughs> you know, um, I tell people all the time, whenever <laughs> <Colonize> the fight, <laughs> you, whenever, when, last year when George Floyd was murdered, right, I saw people that I'd never heard talk about race before put little memes on their Facebook. I'm anti-racist. I looked at my wife because I'm the Nostradamus of racist white people. Mm-hmm. I looked at my wife and I said. <laughs> I said, babe, watch. Mark my words, and if I'm wrong, I'll pack my shit and leave. Mark my words. In two weeks, 90% of these people, BLM be out their bio. Don't worry about it. They won't have BLM bio no more. I was right. You know what they said? Well, I agree with Black Lives Matter, but rioting and looting, rioting and looting. Here, right, listen listen right. to me. Listen <laughs> to me. Yeah, if that. you truly understand the human rights crisis. And that's what we need to start using that language. Mm. If you truly understand the human rights crisis, which is Black Lives Matter, if you truly understand the human rights crisis going on in this country, and the one thing keeping you from assisting other humans in this crisis is that target was burnt down, then you were full of shit off. Right, exactly. You were full of shit from the They didn't understand it. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, it was a lack of, but you know what though, Jolly, this goes back to the first thing that you said, basically when you first came on that, you know, white folk don't understand racism. So so they don't, don't. there's no comprehension. I don't understand. Or the first thing you'll hear is, why you burning down your own neighborhood? Or why you You guys are always so upset. Right, right, right. They don't understand, right, right. Right. It, it takes a certain it, it takes a certain mindset just to just to just to go to the store. These white people couldn't be black for a day. Mm, they yeah. couldn't wear I a mean, mask for a right, year. Goddamn, right, they couldn't right, be right. black for a day. Right. Listen, right. right. White people. The, the reason the mask and the and, and COVID is oppression to them. Mm. It's because that's the luxury of not knowing what the fuck oppression that's is. Right. Exactly. Right. 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 That's right. Just, right. You're making me uncomfortable. You're making me uncomfortable. You know, and so I think that was someone mentioned that privilege itself is my right to be comfortable. That's what privilege of uh, privilege affords you. Right. You know, right. not you, you know, the, the the right to not feel uncomfortable. And you know? as a black person, I can tell you, I feel uncomfortable all the time. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And, 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 you, and you know what else privilege does? This is a big thing that I tell a lot of people. You know, we are we are taught. Okay, we are taught. It, it, you know, work hard and you can make it. You can be whatever you want to be. Okay, yeah. that's what I'm taught. And, and in white America, that fucking works for mm. the most part. Classism mm-hmm. is another issue, right? One percent. Right. Listen, not everybody. I, I tell everybody this all the time. Not everybody's going to be an entrepreneur. If everybody was an entrepreneur, we're screwed. Because who's going to work? Right. 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 You need workers. So, right. Right. Yeah, exactly. you got to have worker bees. Everybody's got to listen. This is if if we really want to get to the, the 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 master PhD level of this conversation and really get down and have nuanced conversation, I want to talk about not what gets everybody privileged and what makes everybody great. I want to talk about allowing a person to be mediocre if they want to. In this mm, country, right. in this country, right. a black man is not allowed to be mediocre. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If right. you're mediocre as oh, a black be- man. And I say black men because I'm a man, black women as well. But if you're mediocre as a black person, guess what? Uh, see what see what I told you, son? Don't lazy, nudge you. Lazy, see, boy? Lazy. lazy. Right, right, Ain't got right. a word. Da, 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 da. Right. But if I'm lazy we as a white man. We always have to go above and beyond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially like, at my job, right? Price is good. Right. Mm-hmm. Equality truly feel, happens when I we're feel, allowed to all be mediocre. I never feel comfortable at mm-hmm. my job. Even though I've been there for years, I never feel comfortable because I always feel like you I have produce. to know more. Mm-hmm. I have to be better. Mm-hmm. I have to, I have to, you know, when a, I, I just have to be better at my job than I, than a lot of other people that I see mm-hmm. and they'll come and ask me for help. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But the mm-hmm. thing is like, I should have, it, it shouldn't be that way. I should, Correct. like you said, I should be able to be mediocre, right. but <laughs> we need my, mediocre my, people. We right. have to, you have to my have previous brainwashing won't let me be mediocre because right. I know I have to go right. above and beyond mm-hmm. in order for me to just be average. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. if a guy, if a white guy goes to work every day, makes makes above minimum wage, make ten dollars now. I'm making numbers up. Makes ten dollars an hour. He's dumb as shit. Doesn't do anything with his life. Drinks beer. They'll say he's a hard worker, right? Right. Yeah. If a black, man, if a black man, if a black man goes to work every day, doesn't doesn't do anything, makes hours out, never try to get promoted. He's, yeah, he's fucking lazy. He's just he's mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. that's all he'll ever be. Exactly. This is it's the same person, same or same scenario, different analysis. Right. That, that is true equality. That's true equity. It's true. not just everybody's ability to succeed, but allowing people because everybody listen as it stands, and you hit the nail on the head, Terry. As it stands in Black America, you have to be this. Fucking go get her twenty four seven on your drive. That's not fair, right? Right. Not everybody's not going to be that. That's not how humans are built. One of our listeners, when you were talking about comfort, I mean, I'm I'm literally like, Mm. just I'm I'm I'm. It's hard to be a black person and be comfortable. Mm -hmm. Like all, like be comfortable all the time. Like I'm around my people. I'm around my family. I'm comfortable. If I'm home, I'm comfortable. But I'm talking about. When I have to leave the the the, the safety of my own home, when mm-hmm. I have to go out in the street and I see maybe a police officer riding behind me, mm-hmm. he you not even think about me, right. but you I'm thinking about him. him. That's right. You're looking at him. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I'm thinking know, about him. I'm like, you know what they are. That's right. You look at your mirror. Like, I, got, he I got my insurance That's card in here. Right. I'm, I, I'm a, yeah. like That's my true. mind is racing. That's true. You know what I'm saying? And he, you know, he, he doesn't. You know why that is? You know why that is? Because. 44% of officer interactions um I'm, I'm sorry yeah 44% of officer interactions are officer initiated which means Absolutely. the officer decided to 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 engage right. you and most you know of that traffic stops and, and, and 
officer-initiated interactions, as a black or brown person, you have a three to four times higher right. chance of force, threat of force that's right. on yep. officer-initiated interactions. That's, that's, that's quantifiable what I, truth. That's the fact. Like, remember, that's why I said that they need to pull. When, when they give you the regular excuse that we, we received the call, they need to start pulling those call logs and say, was that a fact or were you just lying? Agreed. One of the listeners right. just said, when my sons were little, I told them yeah, you were born that. with two stripes against you. You have to be uh, you have to be two steps ahead of the game. And that's kind of what we're talking about. You have to be yeah. that much better. All right. Quick question. All right. We, we, we're, we're running. We, 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 we normally over, run about an hour. Over, but there's good conversation, right. man. I I ramble, that's my fault. Hey, I I that you no, 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 no. Hey, we, we could bust it up, man, because I, I enjoy it. talking to you. So the, the last thing that we didn't touch and, and Nike, we can decide if we want to hit this uh, next week or what. Uh, uh, or, or we could roll it out to Jolly. Domestic terrorism and the government. We, what we were talking about is, are they covering up, basically? Well, let me go on that or, real quick, and then I'll, I'll let Jolly end it. Just imagine, and the only right, thing I'm going right, to say on this, right. and I know exactly where you're going. Just imagine if those people were black mm. or, or, or Latino. We don't have it would have never happened. No, we, we just said we don't, have to, imagine. We don't yeah. have to imagine it. We know. Guess where I was. Guess where Russell was. And and just before that shit happened, only about a few months, I was in D.C. Mm. in a giant march that had Al Sharpton up front. And it was a big march. We were marching down uh, Constitution Avenue in uh, D.C. And I was in that march screaming, no justice, no plea, no, no peace. Fuck these racist ass police. That's what we was yelling. I'll just keep it real with you. <laughs> and so we were marching. And you know what was on our left and right? Uh, riot so, cops, riot cops. I knew it. Tanks, everything, everywhere, right. and I, and we were as peaceful as you could be. Planes flying overhead. Right, yep. Listen to me. Nothing happened. Right. There was no nothing broke out. Right. No. Right. Nobody was standing in front of us and saying, "This is a sham. Go get them." Right. 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 So we don't have to imagine. We watched it. Black mm -hmm. Lives Matter marched down the marched on Constitution Avenue, and they responded with force and violence from the mere presence. Initiated. Initiated. From the mere presence. Right. Right. Initiated, right. Donald Trump. So can you imagine them walking uh, to that building? It would. It would have been a bloodbath. would have made it. It would have been a bloodbath. It would have been a bloodbath. It would have been a bloodbath. It never would have made it. It would have been. They hung a noose up in front right, of the exactly. fucking Capitol building and said, where's Mike Pence? Right. They yeah. broke so, into so, the rotunda. That's, so the I guess, first time, that's the first time in history that uh, it's been breached. That's right. Yeah, yeah it's been breached. Like, so, come on, so man. I guess, and, 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 I guess you don't even man. you don't need to answer the question then when I ask, uh, when we pose the question, uh, uh, is the government covering for... Uh, 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 uh homegrown terrorism, right? Yeah, I guess there is no need to ask so you. Let me give you an answer. You didn't right, know the answer. That I'm gonna give you an answer. You didn't expect. No, it's not covering for them. Oh, it's, it's, it is them. It it's was the made for them. <laughs> right. That it's was listen, listen. Mm -hmm. Name. I'll wait while you name. One time we've had an instance of non-white people commit domestic terrorist acts in America. Mm, domestic terrorists. Yeah. 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 You're right. Yeah. Right. Wait. Wait. It's always right. white people. It's always right wingers. The FBI has labeled the number one threat domestically in America since right. 1970 has been right, uh, right. Uh, radical right wing. Mm -hmm. That's a quantifiable fact. And unfortunately, it's Jolly, it's, it's, and, it was made for them. And unfortunately, 
if 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 we can't and i say we i mean the country and and its residents and citizens if we can't acknowledge that you can't address the problem like then because then what terry said it's true. It's going to happen again it's because again. you're not it's prepared. Because there was no consequences you're, you're, for, for no that. Consequences. You're not what has happened for. throughout history. Every time something like this happens, we compromise with white supremacy every time. Mm. After after the Civil War, we compromise with them. Remember That's that? Right. And what do That's we right. get from that? What do we get from that? Jim Crow. That's, That's what right. we got from the compromise yep. with the Civil War. After Jim Crow was over, we compromise with white supremacy again. We've, we've never held accountable white supremacy. Yeah. We... It, Listen, until That's we because they own everything, the one percent because we're in their system, right? We have to. Everybody always people always talk with me for hours about problems. They, oh, I like your input, Jolly. I love what you're saying, Jolly. Then at the end, they say, So, what's the solution? And then they shit themselves when I tell them the answer you got to burn the motherfucker down. Well, now. Ooh. You are now. <laughs> Whoa! Now, now you got. I'm like your friends now. I, I, I keep it at Vody. You know, I say vote. Yeah, I was like, damn, you let's vote somebody else. Yeah. I was like, nope. Nope. <laughs> you can't legislate morality. You cannot see, you legislate can say morality. See, you see, see, you can legislate morality. See, me and Terry said that they can be knocking on our doors, you know? Right. So, <laughs> hey, that's I'll what I'm here for. Don't worry about it. Hey, don't say it, guys. I got you. You that got us from me. Up. Yeah, no. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a digital revolutionary. I ain't coming down there to burn y'all shit down. The system is not broken. Right, the system right. is not broken. You can't fix something that's not broken. Let me tell you something. The Democratic Party is a fucking joke. The Republican Party is a fucking joke. Yeah, the left is. and white, the left and right wing are the same bird. If you allow that bird it's to fly. It's See, nothing no, about no, no, I, 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 I do believe, though. I do believe that change can happen. By being by being active citizens, I think that they have, oh, they let, have let me let me let me let me, let me, let me and poor black people fighting each other. No, no, but night, but, but that see, but, way, if we're fighting each other, we can't concentrate on them. See, but but night, but That's what I'm saying is that what I'm saying is that as and I'll just you know quote uh, uh, President Obama that we we. We get the change that we get the change that we fight for. The reason the reason why things get to, to this point is because we don't we don't fight for it. We don't show up at every election right, like we supposed we to. Wrong, we fight in the wrong fight. No, no, no. That's I'm just talking about. I'm, I'm we, not. We, I'm we, talking we about. I'm. I, I think I'm responding to what Jolly said. I think that, or, or maybe maybe look at it this way, Jolly. Maybe burning it down is an extreme version of saying everyone participate. How would things look? How would things look if 90% of the people came out and voted and participated in this democracy? Okay, I'm going to hit you the answer. You ready? Yes. So first, first, for clarification's sake, when I say burn it down, I don't really mean physically either. I mean proverbially. That's what I really mean. Right. Uh, but I mean the system's got to go. But let me answer your question. You said that you know we don't fight, and I and I believe you're referring to people as a whole, or maybe you're referring to the black community. It doesn't matter. No, no, no. People as a whole. People as okay. a whole. Okay. But even if you're referring to the black community, uh, that's also true across white America, right? Correct. So, correct. 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 Listen, listen. If ninety percent of America showed up and voted, this shit gets worse. That's the answer. Oh. See, wow, that's the answer. So? There's more. What's the majority? There's 64 percent of America. 64 percent of America is white. But 55 percent of Amer white Americans voted for see, Donald that's Trump. A, that's another reason well, why they're trying to hold on to their power is because the majority is slowly changing. By 2020, 
2025, I think will be uh, by 2025. I think the numbers will be about even. See, but 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 also, but 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 that's like saying though, as you said early on, though, Jolly, when we were talking about the kids, you right. said that 98 percent of the people are good people. So I I believe that I believe that those racists and those people out there causing that havoc are very small, loud and voiceless. Uh, number uh, compared to the whole. I think most people just want to raise their kid. They want to go to work. They want to go home. Leave me alone. I think that's most people. So I think that if more people, if 95% of the country came out and voted, I don't think it would be I don't think so it would be a, I, I a think, terrible thing. I think I would agree with you under this premise. Here's the premise I would agree with you under. If we got rid of the polarized two-party system, right? Um, because you can have good people, but good people, there's those, those good people. Side. Right. Yeah, they, they believe side. they believe Black Lives Matter is a terrorist organization. That's not some rare few. There's mm -hmm. a lot of there's people one that side believe that believes that. that. Yeah, right. There's and, one and so, side that believes that. Right. And it doesn't matter how good the person is. If that's the side they're voting for, that's the side they're voting for, whether 90 or uh, whether 100 percent shows up. Right. That's my whole. Well, point. but like, Jolly, but 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 but, but Jolly, but e e even with that, though, right now, as we just agreed to, that's one political system that some of them believe in that. And that's not even the majority right now. It's that 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 the people that believe that that are on that side. It's a small percentage of them. It's like 30 or so percent of people. That believe that uh, uh, B, uh, BLM is a terrorist organization and that things are fine the way that they are. The if the majority, if the majority of white America didn't believe it, we wouldn't be having a conversation. It'd be fixed. Ooh. Ooh. Right, We're having this conversation because that's not true. Let me think. Let me think, Jolly. Let me think. You don't think that the majority can say, hey, hey, whoa, 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 this is bullshit. Hey, the majority couldn't come together and say, hey, you know, they're right. I, black I, black I, lives I, don't matter in this country. Hey, because we're all polarized because of the brainwashing that's going on. I'm telling but you. I think, the but white, I think the, the problem they, is happening. The 1%, they own the media. They, they own the newspapers. They own the publication. That's the intersectionality. They own That's the media. The I mean, right. they own right. the television, right. the cable. So everything you're being fed is coming from that 1%. Yo. Hey, Knight. All right, listen. It's 930, man. We've been on an hour and a half. Yo, hey, Jolly. Yo, man. I ramble. That's my fault. Yo, hey, hey, Jolly, man. Hey, Jolly, at man. Some this point, was a good show, man. Yo, I at some I point. Yeah, I mean, actually, I, it, it wasn't even a show. It was a conversation, you know. Yeah. So at some point, man, we got to. We gotta, we gotta figure out a way to get part two. We don't know when, but we're gonna have right. part two. We're man, gonna have to. Now, yeah. so Jolly, in closing, what do you want to put out there in closing, man? In 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 your words, in closing. So it, it, this is what I believe. Um, you know, a couple weeks ago, I was in Charlotte. I was uh, I was on a podcast there, and uh, we had a panel. And on that panel uh, was the father Jacob Blake. You guys know Jacob Blake. He got shot in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. So Jacob Blake Senior was there. And um, him and I were talking and then during the show and after. And, you know, I, sometimes I feel like I'm the only one saying this. And he said it. And I felt I felt really good to hear somebody else say it. But listen, we've tried. I mean, we as people, we as a society have tried so many things. And the definition of sanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different result. OK, mm -hmm. we can't wait this thing out. Revolution is the answer. Now, how that revolution works, how the revolution looks. I, I think we can determine that right. if we come together and we decide how that revolution works. But at the end of the day, 
at the absolute end of the day, the system isn't broken. The system is working exactly the way it was intended. So if we all come together and try to change how things operate in this system, it's not going to work. It's just going to be a temporary fix to a permanent problem. And so what we need to do is we need to do things. We need to be loud and we need to make we need to make a change. Uh, on August 21st, I'm going to actually be at the Jacob Blake March in Kenosha, Wisconsin. I'm going to be doing a, um, be a guest speaker there. Uh, September 25th, I'm going to be in Minneapolis, guest speaker at the George Floyd Square there. Um, August 28th, we're going to be in D.C. We're marching down Constitution Avenue for voting rights. Listen, you nice. got to get out. You have to get we as people. If you're listening to this, if you believe in this, if this is what it's not easy. I I I don't have money, bro. I'm I'm not I'm 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 a pretty poor dude. I live pretty pretty mediocre, mm-hmm. but I find a way that that I'll be damned if I'm passing the shit on to my children. Wow. And so my whole thing is, either be about it, or you're not. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, right. action is the answer. And I personally believe, like you said, it was my closing. My closing is this. I just don't believe that voting's it. That's a great. We have to do that now. I get it now. Right now, that's a good answer. But revolution is the only answer. You said Terry in twenty twenty five the majority change. Okay, cool. So majority changes, and so now the majority vote is when it is going against white America. How does that look? That looks like another civil war. No matter how you paint this, the outcome is revolution. And so, so either we wait for revolution to happen, like we did on January sixth, and luckily it was averted. Or we make revolutionary happen. So you want to be the person that's sitting around wondering what happened or person sitting around making shit happen. And for me, I just want to be out there making shit happen. Nice. Nice. Dolly, man. Hey, Dolly, what group uh, are you with? What do you mean? Uh, Like when you say you're going to uh, make these speeches uh, and you were with like uh, what the Action Network or who? who, What guys were you? Um, Well, just... I do this one thing and I meet this one person. I'm not really with a group. They just, I get invited to do different stuff. Um, you know, after our podcast, we said Jacob Blake senior invited me to the Jacob Blake March in Kenosha. He's a man, you're a powerful speaker. I want you to speak. I said, I'll do that. Uh, you know, and then the podcaster there invited me to the one in Minneapolis. And then, uh, I'd already been planning on going to DC. So I just meet people, you know, but like, Oh, by the way, we having a joint in Philly on the 29th. August. Mm -hmm. Yeah. August. Glad you brought up Philly. So, I'm waiting for, um, you know, the story of David Jones. David Jones was killed in Philly by a Philadelphia police officer. You know that story? You familiar with it? No. Oh, no, I hear that one. Okay, so David Jones, um, look it up. He was killed, I think, four years ago at this point. Um, he, he was driving his dirt bike down the road to go sell the dirt bike to like, somebody was going to buy it from him. A uh, cop pulled him over and, and ended up shooting him in the back. With him. He had his hands up, got shot in the back. It's ridiculous. Cop got fired. Cop still fired. Trial hasn't happened. They keep postponing the trial, postponing the trial, postponing the trial. Um, I met with and talked to the parents of David Jones, um, which is Tommy Jones. Really, really just great guy. Um, and I told them, I made a promise to them, and I'm going to keep that promise. When they finally decide to make this trial happen, we're going to all go to Philly, and we're going to march, and we're going to make sure the media is there because what they're trying to do is postpone this shit so America right. forget about right. David Jones right. so that right. Those, right. this officer can walk, and we're not going to talk sleep. about it. Right. So, when are you going to be here then? Do you know yet? Don't know yet. Waiting, um, you know, kind of. It's kind of whenever they decide to make the trial, we're going to burn Philly down. Uh, you know, not okay. I got <laughs> Please don't burn my we're house. We're not going to burn it. We're not going to burn anything with fire. We're going right, to burn it with passion and emotion. Hey, Jolly, well, after this is over, man, send me your info so because I want to be a part of that as well. Absolutely, I got you. Okay, and, and Jolly, man, thanks again for joining us, man. It's, it's really been a pleasure. 
It's been a nice spirited conversation. We learned, you learned, you know, we, we oh, yeah, really we enjoyed it. learn from each other. Absolutely. I appreciate absolutely. It. Absolutely. So hopefully right, this everybody, will be live. Thank you for joining us. And we hope you enjoyed our conversation. Um, you can find our podcast if you missed it or if you want to see it again on uh, realbrotherslive.com. It's also available uh, in our on our Facebook group and also on our uh, YouTube page. So please subscribe. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll see you next time. And yep. uh, yeah, hope you got right. something out of this. Got yes, any last yes. words, Stace? Yeah, no, y'all. This, this, uh, just enjoyed the conversation. I hope you did also. Don't forget, you could catch us on all of the major platforms. We're now also on iTunes, right? Yep. Well, yeah, we're so on all the major. Us, platforms. Please subscribe. Thank you for tuning in. Before right. I leave, before I leave, I, my, I'm gonna get yelled at if I don't say. It. Shout out to my brothers, my sisters that, that are watching this: right. Tasha, Sierra, right. Travis, Ooh, Tevin. All right. I appreciate you guys tuning in. That's my family. Your family is all, my family, family always right. supports <laughs> me. My family always supports me, so I appreciate. Nice, that. nice, right, nice. Joe. All right. Take care.